Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah. And uh, let's talk about it. We want to focus a little bit about uh, this unemployment rate, dear listeners of Markasaba, especially at a time where we would love to see as many people working in South Africa because we are going through difficult times, not yet recovering from COVID. And now we've seen, uh, you know, the, the, the unemployment rate going uh, so badly. And I think for this, we had to rope in the experts for the program today. And uh, we went to the chief at Econometrics uh, and uh, we're talking about uh, Dr. Azar Jameen. Doctor, good afternoon and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Salam alaikum to you and you. Well, like, uh, Doctor, I think it's a very important and interesting time here in South Africa. Uh, you know, as far as uh, many people stressing, we're stressing about um, the petrol price increase. We're stressing about the price of uh, basic groceries going up. But then we would drop this bomb that the unemployment rate is 35% in South Africa, never seen before. Who do we blame? Where do we turn to? How did, how did we come here? There, it's a multifaceted issue, but I think at the source, <clears throat> one needs to look at the educational system and the types, uh, type of educational outcomes that are being produced in South Africa. Uh, essentially, what has happened is that uh, when the government, uh, the ANC government came into power, they made a lot of changes to the educational system um, in order to transform uh, the economy. But uh, there were quite a lot of good things that were done away with. Uh, a lot of teachers were asked, uh, were given fancy, uh, attractive retrenchment packages. Uh, so they were lost to the system to be able to transfer skills to new teachers coming into the system. <clears throat> and then you had the abolition of the uh, teachers' training colleges. And thirdly, the, uh, there was a big change in the curriculum towards outcomes-based education without recognizing that uh, the latter requires very skilled uh, teachers to do uh, you know, It's very effective, but you do need good teachers to actually uh, do the job. And the result was that you ended up with uh, uh, children not getting the kind of education that they ought to have been getting. And uh, right through the first decade of the 21st century, um, you know, we didn't see the full effects thereof. But when uh, the, um, you know, in the last 10, 15 years, we started really uh, feeling the impact of poor educational outcomes. A lot of the youngsters who leave school are just not uh, sufficiently qualified to add value to the economy. Uh, now, that link that to the fact that the economic environment has also changed a lot towards far more uh, technical orientation. And uh, the so many of these youngsters, and I must emphasize so many, not all, because mm -hmm. about 10 to 15 percent of our educational system is still of very high quality. Obviously, the private schools and the former Model C schools are still bringing out uh, solid education. But there's a general reluctance on the part of the youth uh, and uh, probably stemming from their parents to actually uh, go into more technical fields of education areas that require a solid backgrounding in mathematics and science. Uh, and, you know, you have IT now, the, uh, the fourth industrial revolution, 
that requires that you've got you know medicine engineering that kind of field where which is where uh, people are in short supply and emigration has not helped that either and uh, the result is that you've got an environment where uh, those people those skills that are in uh, uh, very there are insufficient people to take up uh, jobs in those skills that are in short supply and there's an abundance of people who are qualified qualifying in areas that are not desperately needed by the economy so and then the other contributor is of course the uh, adversarial labor relations environment in the country you've got very powerful trade unions who keep pressing for higher wages and uh, the labor market regulations make it very unattractive for businesses to want to employ people with the res- uh, and then the, f- the final result that we've seen now is that um even though the economy has recovered to within 1.5% of where it was prior to the onset of covid-19 uh employment has fallen by 2 million persons so in other words uh a lot of the jobs that were going before covid have not been replaced uh in fact what we've seen is last year an improvement in investment in machinery and equipment but falls in the employment which tells you that business finds the uh, environment to employ people very unattractive and is opting for uh uh, uh capital intensive rather than labor uh, intensive techniques Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, and a very important point uh, you brought up there as uh, far as the unions uh, are concerned. Do you think that perhaps this has created a more relaxed environment where employees uh, have, uh, be, you know, say they deserve quite a lot of rights? There's a very little, uh, there's less production or output uh, from the number of employees that we have had a while back. We've seen other countries who yes. are more stringent as far as this is concerned, and uh, they, th- this leads to the economy booming. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, one of the ironies is yesterday's Reserve Bank quarterly bulletin statistics showed that uh, last year saw uh, uh, the biggest increase in productivity that we have had in uh, several years uh, and there is <laughs> one of the outcomes of business cutting back on uh, workers that it feels were unnecessary so those that are remaining and working in the economy are actually producing uh, as much uh, but with fewer workers so productivity has improved actually well, uh, definitely. And, and a person would say, you know, we've seen uh, recent strikes in uh, terms of uh, employing foreign nationals. And I think this has become a bit of a sore point uh, in South Africa with many people uh, claiming that, uh, you know, this is the reason there's a lack of jobs. Because uh, I'm going to say in inverted commas that uh, the foreigners are taking the jobs. And this is uh, this is a song that has been sung quite often. Uh, recently, and uh, do you think this uh, is a bit of a factor? Oh, look, uh, uh, you know, I can't say who's right and who's wrong. It may be a factor in certain places. In other instances, there's been an aversion to allowing skilled foreigners coming into the country, which is a shame because, uh, and together with uh, uh, black economic empowerment, which uh, really 
basically prevents a, lo- a lot of uh, skilled uh, white children um, uh, you know, working effectively in the economy, you are denying the economy the ab- ability to uh, trans to get skills transfer going to the up and coming uh, black population of the uh, and uh, you know then eventually these people are often given jobs that are beyond their capability and their capacity and that leads to inefficiencies but also uh, you know an un- unproductive uh, uh, workforce and nowhere is this more visible than in the public sector especially in the municipalities where so many people are being employed there and yet the outcomes leave much to be desired in terms of absence of service delivery well, definitely. And I feel like there's a sort of uh, complacency, if you will, uh, in terms of the workplace, because there isn't, we've seen, we've seen corruption at the highest level where people are just not, uh, people are just not uh, sort of uh, being, uh, not reprimanded, but sort of paying for their sins, you know, people are not being punished enough. And this is filtering through down into to, to the lower workers as well, or not lower workers, but uh, we've seen people at the highest level getting away with uh, non-service delivery and it's filtering through and I think this is harming the economy but as usual we see fingers being pointed there, fingers being pointed there and uh, it's it's becoming a bit hard to find a way forward. How do we break this deadlock of wiping out this complacency to say no, there has to be some sort of accountability for lack of performance? Well, unfortunately, the uh, political environment has not been conducive to this uh, because politicians, uh, the people in charge, uh, so many of them have been uh, themselves very guilty of corrupt practices. And so those who follow them say, well, why must I toe the line when so-and-so is enriching himself and uh, uh, without doing very much work? Uh, I'm, I might as well follow the same example. And the the whole traditional tradition of the way in which you uplift your income and uh, uh, wealth and uh, ability uh, and uh, living standards is through hard work. That has, seems to have gone by the by. And instead, you've got theft and corruption that's taken over to a large extent. And the and the example has come from the very top, unfortunately. Mm-hmm, definitely. Now, how do we fix this? Where to from here? Because we see uh, things are starting to get more uh, expensive. Studio controller today absolutely loved when he saw uh, the, the, the hints of a petrol price increase. Yeah, uh, I think we've got to be very careful in blaming the rise in the petrol price on inefficiency and so on. Uh, it's... Uh, a function of factors to a large extent beyond our control. The fact that we're raising petrol price, they're doing so all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I think one must um, separate that, that kind of issue. The same with the rise in food prices that we're going to see, which uh, is now being exacerbated by the war in Ukraine. Um, but that, you know, those are different. Those are economic issues. They're not a function of uh, um, people being corrupt and so on, certainly largely not. Uh, there may be an element of it, but not not uh, entirely. 
Well, definitely. And if I can go a bit uh, off topic here, Doctor, I'm uh, looking, uh, uh, we've, we've always seen government saying that there will be job creation. There will be job creation. And then recently we heard about uh, government saying, no, we need to look into the private sector. Private sector has to take care of this. Who exactly needs to take care of this? Who exactly do we say, okay, let's start here. Let's start with establishing businesses. Let's start with establishing factories. Or, or, or where do we point the finger? Where do we ask? Or where do we seek? Unfortunately, uh, there is a huge done. ideological divide between those who believe that uh, jobs are created by government and those who believe that jobs are only created by businesses who uh, or have a motive to create profits and to enrich themselves, but in the process actually create jobs. And there's a big divide in our society between the two ideologies. And until such time as we marry the two, um, I, I don't know that we'll be able to uh, come to grips with this whole question and whether we'll be able to really uh, uh, alleviate the unemployment problem. You know, it goes a little further as well. There's just not insufficient small business activity. A lot of the economy is controlled by large organizations in the same way as the labor market is uh, 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 monopolized by the trade unions. And so, you you know, you don't have the resilience that you have in many other emerging markets uh, where small businesses proliferate. Mm-hmm, definitely. But uh, I really think uh, South Africa in itself, you know, the, the first thing we look at when we see 35% unemployment is people look at government. People say government, yes, government, government. But uh, I think at the end of the day, it starts at home. We need to do some sort of introspection. We need to look at the youth. Why are there so many youth uh, on the street? Why are there no, so many uh, people not pursuing? There needs to be a sort of pressure created in the market. There need to be a sort of demand for skills which is just not there. Uh, and we've said this before, is in terms of education, instead of uh, bettering the quality of education, we lowering the, uh, the the pass rate, and that really isn't that really isn't a, a cure for this uh, pandemic of uh, lack of education we have in South Africa. But I think it really needs to start within, and uh, I think South Africa, uh, especially our youth, especially our educators, and South Africa as a whole needs to pull up their socks. Absolutely, and uh, you know it starts also from society itself. Uh, with a lot of the youth, uh, you know, um, with the black youth, you have only 31% living with both parents. So, uh, you know, it starts at the home from that level. And uh, somehow, uh, and you contrast that with what's going on in the uh, in the uh, Asian community where there's a passion for to have the youngsters educated and look how well they are doing in the economy and uh, but you need the same kind of passion within the black uh, within black society well definitely uh, doctor and uh, I, I I think uh, you know this unemployment rate is more than just figures it's a societal issue and uh, it has to start somewhere I think South Africans do need to back up but uh, we're really grateful uh, that you made uh, time for us Dr. Azar I know a very a busy individual you are <laughs> and uh, I think we had to find the root cause of this you know sitting down and thinking no, we have to discuss and we have to find the root cause and I think we did uh, Professor or Dr. we say uh, thank you once again uh, for making time for us and we wish you all the best Shukran. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great afternoon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
that was Dr. Azar Jamin. And, uh, you know, this is what uh, I, I, I like, and this is what we wanted to share. Where does this problem lie? Because first thing, First thing you'll see, you meet people uh, outside, you discuss this, you discuss this outside the masjid as well, and they say, first thing you think of, government. But is it government? Are we, are we creating the demand for good quality employment? Or are we just seeing, uh, and it's, it's a hard one to fix because we're seeing it at government level. Are people fitting the requirements uh, for getting hired uh, for a job? Or is it a case, an age-old case of it's not a matter of what you know, it's a matter of who you know. And that is starting to come back and bite us big time, dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba Online. We're going to leave it at that, inshallah. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.